0: The Indy Racing League season finale was meant to take place on Sunday, September 16th. Rescheduled for October 6th, the Chevy 500 at Texas Motor Speedway was a somber affair. As were most sporting events in the weeks that followed the attacks of Tuesday, September 11, 2001. Should we postpone or cancel? And how should we honor the thousands of murdered men and women in New York, Pennsylvania, in Washington, D.C. Those questions and more confronted us as we wrestled with freight emotions and a sense of duty to put on a motor race. In the face of tragedy, our sport's reduced importance among life's greater needs was confirmed. In some ways, the feel of taking a back seat to the needs of the world isn't too far removed from what we are experiencing today with the coronavirus. Racing, our passion, our love, Put in its rightful place, just as it was in the weeks between September 11 and October 6, 2001.
1: Well, and it is amazing, Marshall, to stop and think that it's almost 20 years ago since that happened. And part of what you're talking about is also how much the world has changed in those 20 years.
0: That's Brian Barnhart, former president of the Indy Racing League.
1: Uh, not just in what transpired on 9/11 but also in what has transpired in communication now and uh, information availability if you will through social media and networking type of stuff I if I remember right I think 9/11 was a Tuesday you know everybody remembers how much or what they were doing uh, when they heard about the first plane and a lot of people talk about you know the first plane might have been like a, a small Aircraft that lost its way, type of thing. But then, obviously, when the second plane hit, and everybody was fully aware of what was functioning and, and how that transpired, he didn't real. There was a lot of people that didn't know who Osama bin Laden was at the time, and and the potential threat that he posed. And it was just, it caught everybody so off guard and unaware, and then, like you say, to decide what to do moving forward, you don't really know. It's not like there's a playbook, it's not like there's a, a method or a, a path to follow when something like that happens, because it's unprecedented, much like the situation we find ourselves in with a worldwide virus. So I don't think we've we found anything like this since the 1918 Spanish flu type of thing, and it's, it's really a very much a seat of the pants, on the fly decision-making process.
0: Just as Barnhart's Indy Racing League team was left to decide how to handle themselves after September 11th, the same daunting task was presented to Texas Motor Speedway president, Eddie Gossage.
2: The situations are similar but different,
1: you
0: know?
2: Uh, and so it's probably the closest we can come to looking back at something and making a, you know, a, an apt comparison. I can tell you that um, I was literally sitting in my bedroom Um, had just gotten dressed and was about to head to the office and had the TV on. Uh, And I'm watching one of the morning shows because we've got uh, Robbie Knievel who was going to jump before the IndyCar race. we got Robbie Knievel and I don't remember which IndyCar driver, but but they were there live uh, at this uh, morning TV show. And so I'm watching them to see what they say, how they do, et cetera. And suddenly it's interrupted by news of, a, of an airplane hitting one of the towers. And at that time they they actually thought it was a, a you know, single engine airplane. And so uh, they go back to uh, talking with Robbie and whatever, whoever the driver was. And a few months later broke back in and said, no, it appears to be something much worse. And, and so, you know, Robbie and, and this driver that was the last we saw, uh, them on the show and I'm, I remember sitting there going this is this is not good in New York I'm really sorry about that but yeah, hopefully they'll talk some more about the IndyCar race and of course it was a much more grave situation and and they never did uh, for good reason so I head to the office and I've got the radio on and that's when you heard about the first tower coming down uh, I heard about the second uh, hit just before I left the house and then um, I heard about the second tower coming down on the radio as I was in, headed to the office. So, of course, all the same thoughts come to mind about, uh, you know, uh, are we under attack from some nation or, uh, you know, what is going on? I thought about where my family is. You know, i got a son away at college and i got a daughter um, uh, here in Dallas, Fort Worth. And so... Uh, for whatever strange reason. You look for, you know, are you guys okay? And of course they're okay, but still, that's, you know, um, and, and run at them ahead, what do we do?
0: One weekend separated, the penultimate round of the 2001 championship held at Chicagoland Speedway on September 2nd and the season finale at Texas with an entire paddock ready to descend upon Dallas-Fort Worth, Barnard had some quick decisions to make.
1: We knew trucks and Airplanes and vehicles would be heading that way quickly, and a little bit of what we did, not knowing, you know, like I said, there's no playbook for it. We, we internally at what was then the IRL IndyCar, now we we were looking at really Major League Baseball and the NFL as they were both in their seasons kind of looking to see their responses something in this magnitude it isn't uncommon even back then and and certainly is again in today's environment that those sporting sanctioning bodies and entities are probably better informed or more informed getting more information made available to them because they're because of the size and magnitude of their sporting events and we kind of looked towards them. And if you remember, initially, Major League Baseball and the NFL came out and said games would go on, at which point in time, we followed their lead and initially said, the race will go on. Now, obviously, we were also in contact with all the appropriate parties, Eddie Gossage of Texas Motor Speedway and Bruton Smith and IndyCar. We talked with all of our partners at, you know, engine manufacturers and tires and kind of kept them updated as to what was going on. They were very supportive of whatever IndyCar decided to do. Eddie was also aligned with, we're going to do basically what Major League Baseball and NFL do, and uh, they initially were continuing on with the game. So we sit down at the office and we've
2: got the TV on like everybody. We're just watching. And uh, uh, at some point early on, I know I was on the phone with uh, Brian uh, and Tony George uh, and uh, all sharing disbelief, not knowing what to do. But uh, at some point, I think I said, look, we need to run this race. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the rest of the world is going to do, but we need to run this race. And that's the um, that's the patriot in me. Whether that's patriotic or not, I don't know. But, you know, my mind, we can't let the terrorists win or whoever it is. got to carry on. You know, America needs life to be normal. That was what we started working towards, and, and Tony and Brian agreed. And like I said, we were on the phone back and forth all throughout the morning and the early afternoon.
0: Like the rest of the Indy Racing League paddock, I returned home from the Chicagoland race and awaited the finish to the season. For our sam schmidt motorsports team in texas in the immediate wake of september 11 we waited to hear from the series on whether the texas event would go forward and for many of us including panther racing sam hornish who clinched the championship in chicago driving to the lone star state was the first notion considered
3: everybody was trying to figure out what was going to happen and you know i was planning on driving down there because you know the airports are closed so you know, of course, we're going to, you know, we're not going to be able to fly. We got to figure out how to get there and all these other plans. And, and even at that point, they talked about some of the haulers were trying to leave us. They weren't sure about what was going to happen. You know, obviously, if I was going into that weekend of September 11th going, you know, or you know, after September 11th to go race um, down there and the championship was still on the line, it was a close one. I probably I probably would have felt a lot differently about it than what I did. But at that point, and I was a 22 year old kid too. So my, my viewpoints on a lot of things, I, I, all right, you yeah, know, we'll, we'll go race in a couple months or whenever they think that it's the right time. But you know, when they made that call that we weren't going to race that weekend, there was, there was nothing in, in my mind that said, yeah, you know, that's the wrong decision. Um, you know, and I remember being at home and, and, you know, the, the cart race was on and, uh, you know, the accident that we saw happened there. And then people really questioned on, you know was should anybody have been racing you know that that time so I was really glad that we were at home and at, with family at that point in time and that uh, you know we, we had the opportunity to wait and fortunately it's just it was a lot different than what the scenario is.
0: With a call made to follow the moves of stick and ball sports a rapid fire adjustment became necessary while Barnhart was in motion.
1: Then the challenge became, okay, so we've got to communicate with the teams because they're going to have to change transportation modes because the airlines were shut down for, I think, four days. And so we communicated to the teams and people started piling in vehicles and heading towards Texas. Uh, I personally, I was in Allen's or Senior's Motorhome <laughs> um, and we were driving down there and we were in Arkansas I think we made the decision. We got in that thing uh, either Wednesday or Thursday, and he and I were in Arkansas when the call came that Major League Baseball and the NFL were canceling for the weekend. We quickly then were communicating with Eddie Gossage and followed suit, uh, you know, trying to be mindful of. you're, You're looking at it, trying to make sure you're doing what's the right thing to do in everyone's best interest in terms of safety and you know, you also don't want to appear insensitive or ignorant of what's transpiring worldwide because let's, let's face it, sports pale in comparison to topics like what we're dealing with. And at that point in time, the decision was made to postpone the event till October sometime and vehicles turned around and uh, we put the thing
0: on hold. For Gossage, a similar need for immediate messaging also came forth.
2: We put the word out, we're going forward. And, you know, we were using email to communicate because you didn't have social media. We used emails to communicate with the public and the media. At some point, you know, you started hearing about what the original source of this may be, that it was a terrorist attack. And fear of of more uh, that could occur. All of a sudden, uh, the airlines were shut down. Uh, The skies were shut down. And I think that's when we all realized as much as we could want to, as much as we desired to have the race, we didn't know how long uh, the skies would be down and uh, closed to to air traffic. And we didn't know what the next 30 minutes held, you know, uh, was there going to be a fuel shortage? Was there going to be, you know, um, I don't think people were running out and hoarding toilet paper, but you know, is there going to be food? uh, You know, the basics, every crazy thought, possible came to mind for all of us. And I don't think that was, you know what, I don't mean just us at Texas Motor Speedway and the guys at IndyCar or or IRL, but uh, you didn't know. And it became apparent to us, despite our intentions, we didn't have a chance to run that race. You know, it was just one of many gut punches that day. Just one of many.
0: With the September 16th season finale put on hold, the next step for Barnhart was to take the temperature of the series in the paddock and determine when was best to go back to motor racing.
1: You know, you don't want to appear insensitive. You also want to, to find that right balance on grieving situation. We had been under attack. You also got to be careful about perception of just being ignorant to what is a bigger issue around and what is transpiring. Some of that still applies here. This this time, the issue is more so around Obviously, health and a virus that is affecting worldwide. Back then, it was more of a bit of an unknown. Didn't know if there were going to be additional attacks or what was going to, to take place. There were a lot of things discussed and, and weighed into it at the right time. And at some point in time, you know, some people are also saying, well, we can't let them win and show that our American freedoms and way of life are altered by what they're doing, but you also have have to balance that with being respectful of a massive loss of life on our own soil and, and what's the right thing to do. So, um, one thing about it, and it's probably about the same thing here, you're going to see a lot of coming together. Uh, there's probably more communication and more interaction with people and, and pulling together than not. Um, just because it is, it ultimately, you know, you got to do what's in the best interest of, of everyone on this one. It's certainly a different situation with the virus like we're facing right now. And as I said earlier, sporting events pale in comparison to the health issue that everybody's facing with this.
0: Although he wasn't sure when Texas Motor Speedway would hold IndyCar's final race of 2001, Gossage did have an idea of how he wanted it to look and how he wanted it to feel.
2: Well, I can tell you that that day was a very empty and defeated feeling, that afternoon and the days t- shortly thereafter. But we prided ourselves on being prepared. That day, we got on the phone and quickly ordered uh, 50,000 Uh, American flags, little six by whatever, you know, little American flags you hand out uh, because we knew that eventually when we ran it, uh, we wanted to hand out American flags. We're going to, we're going to be patriotic. That was the approach we wanted to take with the event. It was the crowning event, the championship of the oldest American racing series, Indy cars, the Indy 500 Memorial Day, God bless America, et cetera, et cetera. So, we knew that when we had the race, uh, we wanted to make it a, a celebratory, uh, patriotic event. And there's a photo that uh, was taken that day that uh, I clearly recall uh, because I, I stopped and looked at all the fans. And it was amazing how many of them that day showed up wearing red, white, and blue shirts, you know, stars and stripes and things like that.
0: The better part of 20 years later. The thought of firing engines, going racing in front of a strong crowd, waving those flags, brings both Barnhart and Gossage back to a time where heavy emotions and great pride ruled the day.
1: It's a little emotional even thinking about it right now, just going back through those, because I hadn't really thought about them Uh, until recently and then bringing it up in this in this dialogue and i guess the one way i would sum up when we got back in october would probably be pride um when you think about it we took a shot on our own soil unlike anything we'd ever seen since probably you know pearl harbor type of stuff uh, and certainly never on the, the mainland of that magnitude and it creates a grieving process that everyone grieves differently it was an Eye-opening experience. It changed our way of life forever. Uh, but at the at the same time, the grieving process was helped along by the fact that we were able to resume our ways of freedom in our country and everything that we are uh, so very blessed to have. And to come back out, and, and I remember the, the sense of pride of seeing, you know, a lot of the cars adorned with American flags. I remember Sam's yellow Pennzoil car had this enormous waving American flag on yeah. the engine cover. And it just, it took a, a great deal of pride in knowing that our country, our society was able to bounce back in relatively quick fashion to go back and and basically go through the grieving process but at the same time honor those that have lost their lives and show the world we're still who we are and we're still going to, to operate in a free society
2: there was a gorgeous day when we ran it about a month later and everybody showed up we handed out those 50,000 American flags which we were lucky we did it that day because if we waited 12 more hours you couldn't find them you know everybody was buying up all the American flags that were were produced uh, at that time. It was really a great uh, American celebration. It had a fun air about it, a celebratory air about it. The race was, as is most all IndyCar races at Texas, was super special. Uh, you had a great winner, a great champion. You know, Sam was just spectacular. You know, middle-class Ohio kid wins the championship. It just was, It that race turned out to be so much fun for everybody in attendance. You know, I can't speak for the teams, but I I can tell you from on the grandstand side, it was so much fun. I I wish all races had that feel. So it it turned out to be spectacular. And I don't remember the exact details, but I do recall looking at the tickets later and realizing how few no-shows there were. Most everybody just came because they were looking for a return to normalcy in some manner, and they're looking to celebrate America and stick the middle finger up at terrorists, and that was their way of doing it.
0: Gossage is confident that once the coronavirus is under control and the shelter-in-home decrees have passed, a similar response, a heartened response, not too dissimilar from what was felt in the wake of 9-11, will come forth as IndyCar racing and motor racing in general gets back to its normal routine.
2: Well, assuming that it is clearly safe to you know, go out and be in mass gatherings, I think that a strong desire uh, for a return to normalcy, I think even uh, the individual that takes this not very seriously, is still curtailing their normal uh, lifestyle. I certainly know I have, I've either been at the office or at home you know, haven't gone to restaurants, didn't go to the movies or anything like that this weekend, which is a normal thing. Whenever the end of this isolation occurs, I think we're going to just have a tremendous appetite to get outside and be around people and and return to normalcy. That's how we socialize is in in mass gatherings. And, uh, you know, there's a reason why racetracks and stadiums and whatnot exist is because we want to go to them and have this common experience with others and enjoy the, the time and the moment. And that's to, that to me is what we're going to realize. I already realize I miss it.
0: Sam Hornish held aloft the check for $1 million at the end of the Chevy 500 on October 6th. The sheer joy expressed by the Ohioan and his Panther racing team Embodied the sentiment that we had won, not necessarily the team, not necessarily the driver, but we as a series, we as a people, had persevered and won. That spirit of brotherhood is something Hornish longs for and hopes to see once we get through the coronavirus. You know,
3: I think that a lot of people, um, you know, around 9 11, um, especially uh, following it, the camaraderie, you know, especially amongst Americans was, uh, was higher. I think that as far as people around, um, you know, that, that was one of the neat things about the Indy racing. I mean, we had people from everywhere, but just the overall aspect of people genuinely being excited to be around other people and, uh, kind of being better to each other than what maybe we normally are. Me having younger kids, you know, I see a lot of opportunities where, you know, we used to say things that when people were mean to each other, well, it's just a kid, they'll grow out of it. And in a lot of ways, we've become very, very spoiled. You know, we don't have a lot of things like this that that make us look at what the bigger picture is. We tend to generally focus in a lot more on ourselves. And I think that uh, anything good comes out of this whole all these things that are going, I mean, because we still don't have any idea how long this might last. If anything good comes out of it, if people are are nicer to each other, you know, if they hold a door for each other, I just, I feel like as we continue to go along in it, many people are much less grateful for a multitude of things, whether it's the country that we live in, the people that we're around, um, I just feel like we've continued to take more and more things for granted. And we're more and more bitter about the things that we don't have. Um, as opposed to being thankful for what we do have. So I just um, hope and pray that uh, people will look at this and down the road and say, you know, it was tough and uh, we missed the entertainment value of the things that we normally get to, to seek out for entertainment. But at the end of the day, you know, if we prevent uh, the loss of life and we give people you know the opportunity to to live another day it'll all be worthwhile but uh, i just hope that there's a, a learning process and you know something something positive will come out of it in the long run
0: having steered the indy racing league through a long and uncomfortable period following september 11 barnhart is hopeful that indycar's new owners its teams and its fans can learn from the past as it awaits a better tomorrow
1: there's no way to decide what ultimately was the right or not right way because it's, it's such an individual interpretation and feeling on it and not something that we had dealt with before. And this one's got some similarities to it in that its magnitude is, is enormous, but the, the nature of it is certainly different than it was an attack on our own soil versus uh, a plain, plain and simple Health issue is all this one really boils down to. This one is just the right thing to do based on uh, the safety of everyone. So it's a little different from that aspect of it. Um, I just hope everyone can be patient and remain calm through something that clearly when you see the the things that are taking place, especially in the sporting world, usually the almighty dollar wins everything. And when you start seeing NCAA tournaments canceled and the Masters postponed and NBA and NHL and Major League Baseball and racing, both IndyCar and NASCAR, Formula One, all following suit worldwide, uh, the magnitude of this thing is clearly something none of us have dealt with in our lifetime.
0: Recalling all the fear and the worry and the sleepless nights that came after September 11, Gossage knows that the coronavirus and its similarities with the fear and the concerns, they're only temporary. They're only temporary.
2: To me, it's, it's, the obvious thing is, this is going to pass. We're going to be okay. I had some very apocalyptic thoughts uh, back around 9-11, and I'm sure people have had some of them with this coronavirus scare, but it'll go by, it'll pass. And um, when it does, it's, and it won't be long in the grand scheme of things, won't be long. And um, everything's gonna be all right. And the way, to, the way to enjoy and have fun with it is to go to an IndyCar race, go to a, a race of any kind, go to a ball game, whatever, uh, go back and, and be normal again. It'll pass. going to be okay
0: thank you for listening to the memories of September 11 the New Racing League season finale from 2001 thank you to Brian Barnhart Eddie Gossage and the champ Sam Hornish for not only sharing some time but going back to a time many of us frankly just want to forget we're also reminded though we got through it that's the biggest and most important takeaway if this is your first time listening, you visit Marshallpruitpodcast.com. You have a subscribe page with most of the popular options across Apple Podcasts, Spotify, a variety of other means. You can either download or stream all that we've produced. Episode 800 is in far away. All right. I am Marshall Pruitt. This is our Marshall Pruitt Podcast brought to you by Cooper Tires and the Justice Brothers. Thank you for listening.